to come out and you know it's supposed to, it's supposed to become something it can't just stay a it conversation can't just be a conversation and, and you know years later it just it's stays still a there. conversation and it's no like, like, yeah it's we're doing to, that we're doing that yeah and then it never happens yeah exactly um but yeah so, so i think good. we're gonna stop okay oh okay. god <laughs> oh my god okay don't worry don't worry it's gonna be easy pain okay. free i'm not gonna interrogate you okay okay um hello welcome to the dreams and money podcast hey you are listening to noma your host i'm just bringing this podcast to inspire you i'm gonna be talking to some of my closest friends and peers and we're just gonna talk about the amazing things they're doing entrepreneurs we're going to be talking to business people authors philanthropists and just millennials that are doing great things and people that inspire me and that i learn from i mean speaking about people that inspire me i've got Hawa Mansari in the building hey hey who is one of my favorite people on earth actually <laughs> she doesn't know this um, and me and Howard met in uni at the University of Leicester. And yes. then from then, I just started stalking her. I was like, yeah, you're going to be my friend now. So that's how we started. And, and here we are. Here yeah. we are. This is good. Yeah. <laughs> Several years later. <laughs> um, okay, so what are you doing at the moment? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're maybe two years post-university. How's, how's that been like for you? What's mm. Hon- uni? Yeah, like? honestly, it's... If I start with what I'm doing now and then kind of mm. go back to how it's been and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so what I do now, I work for a company called The Smarty Train. And it's it's kind of the, one of those great area businesses where it's it's not just we do one thing. It's kind of a trifecta of consulting a creative agency and um, events and experiences. Mm-hmm. So businesses like banks, law firms, universities will come to us and... Um, they'll want to do something for their people, like their their talent and within their business. So it's spanning from their really early talent, so the people that are graduating and starting, and it goes all the way through to their most senior executives, the heads mm. of the businesses and things like that. And what we actually do for them will be, it can either be an event, it could be we write content for them, it can be we write an entire graduate program, it can be we run an entire advertising campaign. Oh, so wow. it's really anything and everything that you can think of um, that kind of falls into our remit, which is kind of, I guess it's why I like it because it's never boring. It's never the same thing over and over again. It's quite varied work. So let's say for you um, on a weekly basis what Mm -hmm. does your work look like and what do you get involved in that's a good question whenever anyone asks me what do you do day to day I'm like I don't know what do I even (laughs) who even am I um what is life honestly (laughs) it can literally be anything so last week um I was in Leeds with one of our clients the head of head of that company and they were delivering a like a keynote strategy for everyone in their business so Mm. what, what our role was there was to we had written all the content for the event it was to deliver the event it was to support the people that were from the business and um presenting so because they weren't presenting wasn't like part of their day job or anything they had just stepped up and said yep we want to support we want to be a part of this event this Mm -hmm. year we had to then be there to support them make sure they were delivering it to the best of their ability um the week before that i was at 
another city with one of the law firms that we work with and I was shooting their entire um, video campaign. So that's an attraction campaign for everyone that, all the graduates that they want to join their business. Oh, wow. um, so when I say it's varied, it's it's really, really varied. Um, so then how, um, as you're saying is varied, how do you, I guess, adapt and really use your skills, particularly because, you know, you are doing different tasks every single day and that would obviously call on different experiences, different skills from you. How do you manage that on a, I guess, on a a day-to-day basis? Honestly, I think it's, I think part of it is, like, I would love to give a really straight cut answer and be like, yes, I did this qualification and that's what prepped me for this Mm. job. And it's just not like that. Um, I think when you once you enter the working world, you then very quickly realize that the skill that you need to learn is how to be comfortable in ambiguity, how mm. to be comfortable not knowing all the answers. And you you do have to do things once and you are going to make mistakes and that's fine. It's only after that that you then have that skill set and you can do that job and you can, you know, be the best at that role um, yeah it, even if you've you've done a degree in something or you've got this qualification like you're gonna need experience and once you because once you get there it's that business is going to train you to do that that role that the role. way they want you to do it yeah and you, you can't learn that in a classroom you can't learn that on a qualification of some yeah. sort like you you have to just do it so I guess skill set wise it's I had to very quickly adapt and be comfortable with not being comfortable not knowing not knowing yeah. does that make sense absolutely yeah. like i 100% agree with you and i think sometimes as young professionals mm-hmm. part of it is i want to be great in the next you know 6 months and i want to know everything and mm-hmm. i want to be an expert in my field and i think what i've learned is that i don't know everything and i've got so much growth Mm -hmm. that I need to do yeah but that's okay because I've got so much to learn and you know so many skills I need to develop yeah and I think part of that was me realizing it's a journey and it's not you know it's, it's not a destination and you will always have to kind of adapt and learn and sort of grow as you mm. as you go along um within you know your whether you're um in a new in a new role or you're upgrading into you know into a new company Mm -hmm. and learning how they do things so yeah it it is a journey yeah for sure I think it's really interesting that you said like you're always going to be learning if you really want to throw someone off ask a grown person what do you want to be when you grow up and they'll look at you like you're insane but Mm. that's not a crazy question because you're never fully grown up like you're still growing no matter how old you get you should still be learning you should still want things you should still want to learn new skills like yeah. and that's that's not supposed to be a process that stops and I feel like a lot of us feel like that process will stop and that mindset is is it makes it difficult to grow it makes it difficult to then take in new things and learn new things it's yeah. you have to remain in that growth mindset and that's that's what's going to allow you to pick things up a lot faster than you would if you assume that once you get into a role once you get into the workforce i have to know everything yeah there's a box you tick and then you know everything like it it just doesn't work that way um and we probably need to do a a better job of actually preparing people entering the workforce for that otherwise there's that disillusionment stage where where you're learning that and it's really really heartbreaking because you feel like you're just a but also i feel like a really bad job and you know yeah, but then there's not. also the flip side of 
thinking, oh, I'm amazing at this. You know, mm. like um, example I just think of at the moment is to say when people are like, I am great at Excel. I um, have used Microsoft Excel mm-hmm. to an advanced level. <laughs> yeah. And then your manager's like, can you produce a spreadsheet for me that does X, Y, Z and mm. B and then connect it back to Z? And you're like, what? What are those? <laughs> what are those? <laughs> Exactly, oh and you're God, yes. just like so thrown off, and it mm. kind of makes you realize it humbles you. It humbles. It you. really does. It yes. really humbles you, but then it also makes you realize just because I'm here does not mean the learning stops. Yes, I have to put in the work to improve. I have mm-hmm. to put in the work to learn about you know different I don't know software that's coming out oh, that yeah. I may need to use. Um, I'm gonna le- need to. Um, brush up on my um, presentation skills you know I did a presentation two years ago in my previous role but actually I need to improve that again so just keeping in mind that it's not just a just just a stop destination but Mm. actually there's more work to be done yeah you know absolutely it's I think it's that I think formally it's called the growth mindset and there's Mm. like a lot of research that goes into that and a lot of you know the most successful people have that and they will describe it in a different way but fundamentally it's the mindset that they approach mm. things with that allows them to get to where they are do you know what I mean and yeah. it's it's not that they're inherently better at what they do than you and it's they're inherently just fantastic and you know they're maybe their parents had a lot of like it's it's it is the mindset that you approach things with it's and you, you kind of have to put that mindset on every single day you have to yeah. be um oh. practical about doing it like mm-hmm. you literally have to force yourself and think okay what am I not good at and what actually can I do to improve on that skill um and I can say for myself I have a bad habit of let's say for instance I need to I've been given a task and let's say it's related to finance mm. and to do with um you know processing payments for a speaker we're working with and that they need to be paid i'm mm-hmm. like oh, i don't like doing that mm. you know yeah and yeah, i'm yeah. just i'm almost sort of avoiding anything that has to do with um finance mm. and processing finance and working with um other teams and i'm just like no i don't want to do it you've already told yourself that you're bad at this yes and, yeah and yeah, i've already yeah. psyched myself up before i've even tried yeah but then the practicality of it is that actually i'm not that bad at it at all yeah i've just psyched myself out of it so much that i'm stopping myself um and i've convinced myself that no more what if you do bad mm. what if your manager realizes that actually you're not good at that particular yeah um task and she pulls you up on it so you know this is kind of you have to talk yourself and put your mind mm-hmm. in a space where you're like no do you know what? i can't do this yeah you know it's like that that what's it called it's imposter syndrome like sometimes when you get into a role and yes. you're you're doing it it, it, it then feels like okay things are going a little bit too well I mm. must be bad at something yeah. so you start deselecting yourself from some of the th- it might just be something that you haven't done before so you don't even know how you're going to do at that task exactly. but because you feel like mm, why why me why should I be good at that why and you start asking yourself these questions when really the question you should ask yourself is why not me why yeah. can't I do that why can someone else do that and I can't? Like there is, there isn't anything that someone else can do that you can't do because you have a brain. I have a brain. Okay, cool. You can engage your brain in that. Mm. It's it's just a an experience thing, and it's once you do it once, you're gonna make mistakes. Okay, fine. Fail forward. Fail fail fast and yeah. fail forward, and Which then move on. Was 
going to be my next question in terms of how do you deal with um, fear Mm -hmm. and the doubts that come into your mind. So let's say, for instance, you've got this great idea about, you know, a project that you want to propose to your manager or um, something that you want to do, um, you know, for within your personal life. How do you deal with that fear and overcome? Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say for me personally, I, it's not that I don't feel fear. It's that I expect it to be there. So that when it comes, I can be like, okay, cool. Like I am aware of what it is. That fear doesn't have to be a stop button. Mm-hmm. It's just, okay, cool. This is the fear stage. Oh, you're scared right now. Okay, that's fine. Cool. Move. Like the next stage is coming and it's knowing that and almost willing yourself to get past that fear and get to the next stage. I think a lot of people, you read a lot of things and it's very easy to go towards the direction of yeah feel no fear and it's gonna be fine and mm. and then you when the fear does come you don't know what to do with that because it's like i shouldn't be feeling this i shouldn't be feeling this yeah but re- it's fine it's gonna come it's like it's a very human thing to feel fear it's the decision you have to make is to push past it and then get to the next step and that next step is there it's just that not everyone can not everyone is aware that there's another side of yeah. fear like to, to push past yeah it. it's just yeah, with fear, it, it's it's going to come. It's a very human emotion. It's like, you know that during the day, at some point, you're going to get thirsty because you need water. Mm. When there's something new, when you want to try something new, there's going to be fear because you're human and that's fine. You just have to push past it and you'll be okay. There's another side. So for me, it's the, the pushing past it. Mm-hmm. I've now recognised that fear is going to come. I've now recognised that I am scared of doing X, Y, Z. Mm. And I now need to push myself out of, outside my comfort zone. Yeah, That's the bit I feel people get stuck in. Mm-hmm. Do you, How do we get to the other side? You know, yeah. just what's, what's the next step? Because <laughs> it, it can be so hard or maybe something that, you know, you're... You're like, oh, I've got a great idea for this. But, you know, it's just the fear will stop people from mm. really a- achieving their dreams and, yeah. and doing what they want to do and um, executing the, the great, you know, project they've got in their minds yeah, or yeah, yeah. the great business they've got in their mind. And they're thinking, oh, but what if it fails? Mm. What if I don't have the right skill set? What if I'm not talented enough? Yeah. Um. What I'd say to that is how bad do you want it? For okay. me, it's like... If you want something really, really bad, there's really nothing, the whole doubt process and the whole what, all the what ifs that will come into your mind as, you know, as, as mm. ha- that happens when you're afraid and you haven't done something before. But if I give you an example of, this is a slightly vulgar example, I apologize, but when you need to go and say you, you really need to go pee, mm. but you're in another room, you're not thinking about, okay, but if I go up the stairs, I might trip. I might, I might fall over. What if my mm. lace becomes undone? I'm gonna like you. Just you know that you need to go and pee. So you, you, you're gonna you're go. gonna go and you're gonna get up and go, right? Yeah. You when you when you say you want something, you have to want it with that type of intensity, where it's almost a certainty about what you want. And when the fear does come, that certainty is what will drag you past that because you know this is what I want. Yeah. I, I feel like. Nowadays, a lot of people say that they want things because it sounds like the right thing to say. If you're not an entrepreneur on social media, it's you're failing. Mm. If you're working, you're failing. You're not doing enough. Mm. So a lot of people have 
talk to themselves into saying that they want things when really it's are you being honest with yourself mm. is that actually is what that you actually want what you really want prove it let your actions show me that's what you want okay. do you know what i mean it's like it's i think it's 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 figuring out what it is you actually want getting to the bare bones of it and of the make, why yeah like and making sure that you're sure about that before you do anything in terms of execution or trying to get it make sure that's what you want mm. otherwise you're not going to get past that fear stage yeah because that thing is not actually what you want or even when you do get past the fear stage there's also the when times get tough yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know your your why and the reason why you want you know that business or that idea mm. The why is what's going to push you through, Absolutely. you know, past the, you know, when um, times are difficult or your your business is no longer booming as much as it used to. 100%. Are you going to be motivated enough to say, you know, OK, I'm going through these, these challenges. However, yeah, I'm very passionate about this and I want it to work and it will work mm -hmm. because I have the will and I have the want to to make sure that, you know, it 100%. does happen. 100%. But, um, yeah, I also wanted to speak about the amazing book that you wrote. Do you want to tell us more? Ah, um, and yes. Masai, can I emphasize, guys, that I have such amazing people around me because you published this book when you were 19? Yes. Wow, yes, tell did. us more. Um, I was I was still in sixth form when I started writing this and it was... Wow. It was, it, it was like what we were just saying just now. I just... I wanted it and then I had to spend some time figuring out okay why do you want this and once I had figured that out it was okay cool go get it mm. it was it was really like that I don't want to say simple because it's never simple when you haven't done something before but it was really there was obviously a lot of obstacles because you know age-wise I was really young and there was there was a lot of unknown mm. unknowns to me there was things that I didn't even know that I didn't know um what was your, I guess, the the inspiration behind you writing a uh, children's book, and how did it come about for you? Yeah, um, inspiration-wise, I have a lot of younger siblings, and mm. I've always wanted to create something that they could kind of resonate with and understand. And I was always interested in storytelling and that aspect of creativity, mm. but. Um, I guess the book came about when after I figured out what I wanted it to do and what I wanted it to say um and it goes back to that why factor I really I really write because I want the message in the books to resonate with a massive number of people and I think yeah. it really can make a difference absolutely um, so yeah I had to figure out my why and then kind of go ahead with it and to answer your question um to the how of, of how does that even yeah. happen? Like, how do you go about it? The first thing you have to do is just write, write, yeah. put together, write, write to the end, make sure you have a manuscript and then figure out what direction you want to go with it. So you can self-publish, you can get an agent and then get signed to a major publishing house. You can, you can write online. It also depends, of course, on what genre you're writing, who your audience yes. is, all of that kind of thing. Mm. Um, for me, because the book I was writing was a choose your own destiny story, I really just wanted to see if the concept worked. So I self-published the first one and I would have been fine with having like two, three kids in a room, watching them read it and then seeing if they if they smiled, if they laughed, if they were happy with with the content. 
Um, but because of how young I was, it kind of massively snowballed from there. Yeah. And a lot of people, which I'm super grateful for, a lot of people wanted to support, a lot of people um, were just willing to help, which, which, which was amazing. Before I knew it, it was in the paper. Before I knew it, I was flying out doing like promotional festivals and exhibiting at the Frankfurt Book Show. And mm. it, it was like really, really surreal because at the same time, like I had to go to uni at the same time, like I had to, I had people around me who just normal looked very, very different for, to, for them, for them. And it was, it was then having to like pull myself out of that and still be on this. But it was because I had, I understood what my why was. I understood what, why I was doing it. I understood what the purpose of it what, was and yeah. what I wanted to do with it. So it was, um, it's an interesting journey. Sounds like a very interesting journey. Yeah. I can imagine you also encountered some um, challenges along the way. Mm -hmm. And what, what were some of those that, that you can share with us? Um, I think ma the main challenge for me was first getting people to listen and like take you seriously. Yes. I think especially at a young age, yeah. like how did you manage, you know, to to do that and get people to take you seriously? Um as <gasps> you know, you, you were nineteen, so it was like, oh she she's she's young. What does she know? About writing books and being a good writer first of all. Mm -hmm. I think okay, first thing is utilize your network, utilize your position, utilize who's around you. Mm. Because I was 19 and I was still in college when I wrote this book, I had a lot of educators around me. Mm. So I went yes. to them and I was like, can you can you review this for me? Can you like and they're always happy to help and if I was, I don't know, 10 years older, I, I may not have been in that position to like go to these people and have such easy access to teachers and people who can spot mistakes from a mile away. And yeah, so you like utilize your network, utilize your position. Um, just start with what is around you. Yeah. Um, and for me, that, that, that was those teachers. Um, so I got them to read it. I got them to review it. I got them to edit it. Um, and speak to people. There was one of the teachers was actually an, an, a professional editor. So she then edited it for me. I had one of my friends um, who was an illustrator mm. and I wouldn't have even known that she did illustrations unless we started having that having conversation. Those conversations. And, like speak to the people in your network because you, you really never know. Um, so yeah, they, they read through it. The manuscript was then ready to go and then the next obstacle was finance. Like I wasn't working at the time because yes. I was still in school and all of that kind of thing. Um, so I got a job. I got a job and I started saving. And again, like I knew why I was I was working. You were I knew working. Why I was, you know, I, I knew what I wanted it to go towards. So it wasn't ever a case of, ugh, I'm going to stop working now because I'm tired and blah 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 blah. Like I knew I knew what it was for. Um, so to answer your question, it's if you know what it is you want and you understand your why, yes, there's going to be obstacle. Not everyone's going to believe in it straight away. So do it yourself. Like I, yeah. I, there wasn't anyone that was just going to give me the money I needed to self-publish a book. So I said, oh, I'm going to get a job and I'm going to I'm going to raise the money. And then once I had done that, everyone was eager to help and everyone wanted to be involved and yeah. everyone wanted. But you have to you have they to saw kinda, that you invested yeah, in yourself, in, you know, you, you were first and almost believing in the product that you had and what you were absolutely. offering. Invest um, in yourself first, do make make some movement happen and then create momentum and people are going to want to be a part of that. Yeah. And yeah. They, they will join you along the way, absolutely. especially if you know what if you what you're doing is great, if the 
service that you're providing is great, if mm-hmm. the product you're you're providing or making is great, then you know people eventually will join you. Yeah. And then in terms of the the practicals of it, so mm-hmm. okay, now you've got your book. How do we get to the stage of you know distribution and just the more logistic side of things? Mm-hmm. Um. So find a if you are going down the self-publishing route find a self-publisher that will read read the small print that will you know handle distribution um that will handle promotion that will set up opportunities for you to be present and actually promote things for yourself as well um but like i say read read the small print because not everyone offers the same the same thing um Mm. so after you do find who that is for you make sure that it's it's gonna last for more than a year because it takes it takes longer than that to actually get the name out do all the promotion and um get people to be aware of it and then actually engage with your product a year sounds like it's going to be a long time it's really really not um especially when you're trying to like promote something and get it in front of other people there's so much it's 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 a very very saturated market and there's always different things that people could be reading yeah um so make sure that you've given like a good time frame or the deal that you're going for gives you a good time frame to actually measure the progression measure what's going on um make sure that the the deal you go for also measures analytics so that you can see where your money's going you can see that how many people are buying it each month um make sure you understand if you do have access to a lawyer get them to read through it if you don't read through it yourself and make mm. sure you have an understanding so in terms of, of contracts yes exactly legal documents making sure yeah. that you you know you've got somebody who understands the the legal jargon which yeah. you may not necessarily yeah. understand and the you know like you said the small prints and the, mm-hmm. the terms and conditions which we usually try and skip over and you know yeah, sign yeah, on the yeah, dotted yeah. line yeah. and um you know making sure that you've got the the legal stuff straight yeah make sure you like you fully understand like how much how much of your product you're giving away do you still own the license to it or are you sign is that signing that document mean that you no longer have you no longer own your own license mm. like make sure you own you own yeah. 100% of your property because you might start self-publishing and realize okay cool this isn't for me I want to go another route but if you no longer own the license to your product you can't you then have an obstacle there to face. Um, so just small things like that. Keep an eye out for that. Sounds serious. I know, I know. That's <laughs> like adulting, official adulting. I, <laughs> I would say I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> and then in terms of sort of what, you, what you're looking to do in the future, mm. what, what, what can we expect and, you know, what should we be anticipating from you? Ooh, well, with... Um, I don't even know where to start. The future looks bright. The future looks bright. Let's start there. But um, for yes. me, I guess my my journey has been, I self-published the first book, but I don't intend to self-publish the rest mm. of them. Um, I do want to get an agent and then get signed to a major publishing house. So that's that's kind of the, the journey that I'm on now. Um, so I guess future-wise, expect an entire series of, of, of this story and of this world and... Um, yeah, like I'm hoping to kind of diversify it into like a children's television program, oh, wow. um, a few online things and 
No, it's it's exciting. It's exciting. I'm excited for you. <laughs> and I feel like around this time is when people start to, you know, um, reflect and think about the past year yes. and the upcoming year and, you know, just planning for that. Yeah. What's been the biggest lesson for you this year? It could be personal, professionally, anything. I think this one kind of spans across personal and professional mm-hmm. um, and I'll explain how how it does so in, in both um, circumstances but professionally or the lesson is always always have a perspective always have an opinion on something like don't ever professionally don't ever don't ever be in a meeting and be the one person who doesn't have a view have a perspective mm. have an opinion because then there's no reason for you to be there to be You're there. wasting everyone's time by just kind of you're just kind of coasting in the, in the, in the middle. There. You're yeah. just, you know, by the fence and not really choosing a side. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like your perspective can always change, but always go in with an opinion or a perspective. Mm. Um, and I guess personally that resonates as well because it's like we have a lot of conversations that you end up going in circles because you don't, you don't really even know what you want to get out of that conversation. Yeah. So you end up actually wasting a lot of time speaking speaking in circles and it's because you haven't given yourself time to actually process whatever it is you want to talk about whatever that situation is that's happened so that you come into that conversation with an opinion a perspective ready this is what I want to get out of this like and it you then you're then in a reactive space where you're just reacting to the other person and yeah then you're not really speaking about anything at all because you're not actually heading anywhere you're not actually sure what you want to get what out of you want to say and um or what your perspective is so I guess yeah, the, one of the biggest lessons I've learned this year is have an opinion, have a perspective, um, give yourself that time to, to form one. Mm, yeah. I can somewhat relate to that. I think for me, it would be sort of stand in your truth. Mm. So similar to, to what you're saying, you know, pick a side, pick a side and, and stick to it and, mm. and stand in your truth and don't be afraid to um, express yourself. Don't be afraid to express what you want yeah um don't be afraid whether that's um you know professionally let's just say for example you and your manager are speaking about um your future in terms of your development do not be afraid to say in six months i want to be in a position where i am within i am in a particular role yeah i want to develop myself to a point where i can work with not only my team but actually work with other teams Mm -hmm. or even saying you know what in a year's time I want to be out of here. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you may not say it in in uh, those words, but you know, just stand your ground mm-hmm. and say how you feel and stand in your truth. Hundred percent. So yeah, should we round this up with a cute little game? Ooh. It'll be quick. Ooh, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be um, okay. So the first question is, um, who is your inspiration? It could be somebody in your personal life, celebrity, anything. Oh, man. I I was thinking about this the other day, actually. I don't actually have inspirations per se, like Mm. in the celebrity sense anyway. Like I'm more look to people around me and I'm like damn like that that's a characteristic I really really want and this person's killing it. Let me go and speak to them and figure out how they're doing Mm. that. Like I have a lot of people around me that emulate things that are like that are incredible yeah um 
yourself included obviously oh. Nam. and um yeah like I, i'm it. more <laughs> i more have ideal idealistic characteristics as opposed to ideals in people mm. people are human they can they're Mess allowed up. to make mistakes yeah. and they're yeah. allowed to not be perfect and that's okay you can just learn take take what you want from from them create your own perfect ideal person yeah from different people yeah, yeah exactly kind of it's like a pick and mix exactly you know exactly. different parts of different people mm. and they just kind of create yeah. like the ideal yeah. okay uh what keeps you going on the times where you're like i don't want to wake up today i just want to stay in bed or you feel you know you're feeling down or you're feeling crap what keeps you going um i have a very clear concept of who i want to be that that keeps me going when i when i do and i do have those days where i'm in bed and i'm like damn i don't even want to get up today and then i i literally say to myself what would future how would do mm. and if like she wouldn't she wouldn't just waste the day today she wouldn't do this so it's literally i know who i want to be and until i get there everything i do is supposed to be molding that person so it's oh i judge myself by that the standard of that future me that i want to be um and the things that i don't want her to be doing i'm like okay cool i can't i can't do that because then i'm not, i'm never going to become that girl does that make sense no absolutely you're dropping gems and actually that's just kind of kind of flicked a switch in my mind where it's like okay yeah like future me mm. would appreciate me for doing xyz yes. today yes. and future me would appreciate me for spending one one hour today on um you know my f- self development mm-hmm. and that could be you know that that could actually be going to the gym today that Absolutely. could be reading a book that could be researching something on um i don't know it could be what i want to go into in five yeah. years time just yeah, yeah, doing yeah. a bit of research so yeah you know just doing things on a daily basis that yeah. will impact your future 100% and it's not even the things that she would do it's also the things that she wouldn't do like mm. when you, we all fall into this trap of the scrolling on instagram <sighs> and i'm like okay damn it's been 10 minutes it's been 20 minutes nah future how would not appreciate you wasting time like this and it's it's using that to like kind of shake myself out of those bad habits that i'm really 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 trying to break like a yeah. lot of us i know um yeah Okay. Advice to 15-year-old you. If you had to say one thing as a 15-year-old you, what would it be? Oh, one thing. Everything's going to be okay. And like Aww. everything's going to be fine. Yeah. I used I used to worry a lot that things just wouldn't be fine. Mm. Um because I guess you you're you're at 15 and you look at 18-year-olds and you're like they look so put together everything everything everyone seems to have their life together and then you get to 18 you're like really this is what i thought put together looked like <laughs> really so it's it's really just be patient with yourself and everything's going to be okay yeah yeah it's going to be fine it's going to be fine it's, it's because right. i cannot come and die <laughs> <laughs> really i think that's i just think that sometimes you know when it's like or like let's say i'm going through something mm-hmm. like i cannot come and kill myself no. it's going to be fine it it's going to be absolutely fine yeah um okay so what are you currently watching or listening to i am a chronic netflixer so i i binge through so much yesterday I was watching The Sinner. Have you seen The Sinner? No, I haven't. It's really good. So that's I'm I'm not going I'm not going to spoil it for you. Mm. Watch The Sinner if you like is jumpy it, quite jumpy is it dramatic. Thriller thriller-ish, thriller-ish. 
that um, creepy yeah it's See, definitely I'm a little not, bit creepy i'm not with those kind of vibes no um, no, no yeah. i just want um you know a bit of drama yeah. nothing too crazy yeah. um yeah this this will this will get you thinking though if you like think no she's giving me the worst I mean, look guys yes. she's like no i'm not gonna watch this <laughs> absolutely not thinking yes but not thriller not jumpy yeah. not like i'm sitting at the edge of my seat like oh my god what's gonna happen what's yeah gonna yeah, happen? yeah. Like, no, no i love that i am i'm all in okay send me so, suggestions people if you if you know there's a show that will make me feel this way okay. let me know and what are you listening to so if we go through your uh, last 20 played songs on your phone what what, what you got for us oh man do you want me to actually get no you don't oh. have to you can oh, say lord from <laughs> <laughs> okay from the top of your head uh from the top of my head i i think i've listened to meek mill featuring lma 24 7 Oh, maybe 30 yeah. times today it's it's just that thing that just it's just on repeat at the minute yes um, good <laughs> but yeah thank you how for coming down and you know sitting and chatting with me and um inspiring me once again i feel Stop like every it. single time we have a conversation i'm like oh my god take notes <laughs> um let me go home i've got work to do now um so yeah thank you oh, and for the people listening where, where can they find you social media um social media is just well, go on instagram how i'm answering i don't have twitter at the minute i, I really need to make one get on it um, <laughs> yeah how i'm answering on social media okay and that is it for this episode um thank you for listening and uh for me you can find me on instagram so follow me at dreams and money podcast on instagram that's dreams and money podcast 